five mid mornings catch up. So it's World Mental Health Day today, and I thought we'd focus on suicide, suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts. The stats for South Africa might actually shock you. Not only do we have a cost of living crisis that we were talking about throughout the show this morning, but we also have a mental health crisis in South Africa. South Africa is actually ranked number 10 on the list of countries around the world with the most suicides. So we're number 10 out of the entire world with 23.5 per 100,000 people. In Africa, about 11 per 100,000. The world average is about nine per 100,000, meaning that our average at 23.5 is more than double the average of the African continent. And it's also more than double the worldwide continents or the worldwide, uh, I suppose, average as well. The South African Depression and Anxiety Group also reported that there are 23 known cases of suicide in South Africa every single day. And for every person that commits suicide, 10 people have attempted it in South Africa as well. Is it the pressure of maybe living in a continuously stressful and challenging country and in stressful circumstances? Or is it maybe that we've got a lack of access to resources and skills that promote mental health? Or maybe is it a combination of everything above? Let's talk about that. Welcome, Edie Frank, a clinical psychologist who studied at the University of Pretoria, is also the founder and CEO of Frank, a support tool and companion for mental health practitioners here in South Africa. Edie, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing so great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and your schedule to chat to us today. Uh, The 10th of October being Suicide Prevention Day in South Africa. So I've got you on the line to talk to me about suicide in general, demystifying some of the things, answering some questions. And I'm going to start off with, uh, I think, a pretty simple one, or at least maybe the question that everyone's wondering and asking, which is, what is suicidal ideation? And when to be worried about it when it comes to yourself? Is suicidal ideation normal, like quote unquote, like normal? Does everyone think about uh, suicide and taking their own life? Or is thinking about it once already too many times to be thinking about it, if you know what I mean? It's a grand question. I'm (laughs) going to start it right from the middle there. Okay. Uh, So the 14,000 suicides we had in South Africa 2022 and the fact that we are the third highest country of all African countries in terms of our suicide rate the answer is we always take it seriously Uh, when someone has suicidal ideation which is basically uh, that you have a lot of intrusive thoughts and then this preoccupation with death and dying if that is something that a person voices or is struggling with internally we always take caution we always take it seriously Um, usually because it is an indication that something else is up in terms of the rest of your mental health Mm. or other stressors so the answer is we always take it seriously Uh, what would it look like it would look like thoughts of wanting to escape life a feeling that no matter what you do life won't be uh, supportive of you and that no matter what else you try or someone else try that the only escape from this distress is 
literally um, by means of dying. Mm. And suicide ideation is sadly quite common. Uh, a lot of people dabble in it from time to time, especially when they get remarkably overwhelmed. Mm. But when it becomes persistent, when it's this thing that is this preoccupation that you just cannot in any manner or method snap out of, then you should start really seeking out help or at least, you know, start looking for support in people who you can talk to about it. Okay, that's an awesome answer. I love that. And then also signs to look out for in friends, family, colleagues, co-workers, uh, maybe even students, your fellow classmates, whatever it is. Because we were just speaking about like inwards, our own inward struggles and suicidal ideation and feeling like we need to escape. But what happens if you start to pick up on things in people you work with or people you spend time with? And and these look the same. The only difference is we sometimes don't see it as easily in other people. So okay. let's start with how you're going to view it within yourself. So massive changes in your mood and your your just general sense of energy and hopelessness is often one that a lot of people report sure. severe sadness and a moodiness or a sadness that is not related to anything tangible or anything that just happened. It's just there almost out of nowhere. Uh, the opposite to that is also sometimes true. We feel the sudden sense of utter calmness, almost irrelevant and out of touch with how severely stressful or distressing our environment is withdrawal uh, and that can be in a variety of ways either from the things that you enjoy or from actual people and engagements that you participate in then the obvious ones changes in mood feeling very low feeling very frustrated irritated and overwhelmed uh, if you struggle with self-harm behavior and then also the obvious responses to life like if you've had a recent trauma or a life crisis that you just cannot get to work through properly um, and then there's the more overt ones, and these ones we can often see in other people. Okay. This general change in how they present, almost that they start acting out of character, out of that personality type or that persona that we got used to seeing them in. And then if they talk actually about it, they would threaten to commit suicide or try something to do that. So when it leaves their mouth in any verbal format, we need to pay real important attention to that. And then things sometimes like making preparations people would be telling you that they are finishing off because there's nothing left to live for and they start making lists of things that they need to do to be able to reach that point we'll continue our chat with Edie frank next every now and again we we have those serious chats on five mid mornings we're a little family we've been vulnerable with each other and today is no difference world mental health day we're chatting about suicide a little bit earlier on we don't just have a cost of living crisis in South Africa we've also got a mental health crisis so what is it about South Africa that we have such a high rate of suicide in comparison to the rest of Africa in comparison to the rest of the world the South African average versus the world average versus the African average is absolutely insane what is it specifically about here that we are struggling so deeply I think it's definitely a lack of resources and mm. A lack of awareness. Yeah. Um, there's still definitely a very big stigma around it. Like I got diagnosed with a whole bunch of stuff, but I don't tell anybody. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm still very scared about mm. that. 
but I got pushed to my absolute limits for me to actually take myself to the doctor because I didn't know such things were available and life is much better now but had I not where would I be now you know yeah, what I'm saying of course so yeah it's a very it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people it is it's a touchy subject for a lot of people around the world and it's an extra touchy subject for us here in south africa we've got edie frank on the line a clinical psychologist absolutely amazing human being who's chatting to us about suicide and also a little bit about i think the taboo of suicide in south africa and why we're so shy to talk about it so let's talk about suicide in south africa and i suppose the world actually this is a global phenomenon it's not something we to struggle with here but I would say that suicide is relatively stigmatized and do you have an answer for that why is suicide so stigmatized and because it's so stigmatized people also feel like they can't speak about it and they do have to keep it secret from everyone 100% and sadly like with a lot of stigma markers uh, it usually goes with things that we don't understand well mm. uh, things that mess with the way we want to see the world or have grown to believe to see the world and uh, when we when we look at suicide or thoughts of suicide the prevalence of suicide in humanity it's it's definitely right up there in terms of the things that we would really want to not have someone go through. Uh, we want someone to live a full life, to to live a life where they exceed and excel, and even when they are going through difficulties, that they are supported and 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 almost feel that there's meaning to that. And that utter loss of meaning often then translates to how people start feeling about themselves. And by admitting that they have these suicidal thoughts, they feel like they're also admitting that there's no value left to them. And thereby value left in the world that they live in but the complexities make us have a lot of difficulty in understanding suicidal thoughts and then we go to all sorts of very broken ideas like that suicide is a selfish mm, act that suicide yeah. is someone who just can't snap out of it these very very difficult and negative regards of suicide yeah. um, and suicidal thoughts but the stigma still goes and centers around that not understanding it well and that the complexities of it are so multiple mm. and that if it was as simple as snapping out of it simple as just thinking yeah. more positive <laughs> then nobody would end up no. in those very pre States. Yeah, of course not. And I think one of the biggest and most detrimental myths, especially when it comes to suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation or people vocalizing how they're feeling and talking about suicide and maybe even like testing the waters a little bit, is that a lot of the time those people are seen as attention seeking and that uh, people will say it or speak about it because they're looking for attention. And I think that is one of the most harmful myths and sort of stigmas I think that we ca carry here in South Africa where yeah, people who are suicidal are just attention-seeking. Absolutely. And and isn't that just sad that we've put a negative tag to mm. attention seeking? If you're swimming in the in on in the ocean and you go behind the waves and you get into trouble, you yeah. start waving your hands to, to call for attention, to yeah. say to someone, I'm in trouble. And of course, you know, when it's in a, in a broken uh, space, attention seeking can become detrimental. Mm. But as a basic human function, attention seeking is saying, I'm switching on every warning light, I'm waving my arms to tell 
tell you that I'm in trouble. And it's so sad that we started to view that in a negative manner. But you're very right. The the additional aspect is that attention seeking makes people feel like just don't pay attention to it. And that's why so many people drown in this very sad space. Sure. I love the analogy. I love the metaphor. That's beautifully put as well. So in South Africa, in general, what help is available? So maybe I'm struggling myself or I've noticed those changes in someone I work with or someone I love, someone has said to me that they're struggling. What help is actually available? Absolutely. There's so much available and it's still sad to see how few people take up on the services that are available. And I think it also links into that stigma difficulty that we have. So a lot of people worry that if they voice that they have suicidal thoughts, that they would instantly be institutionalized mm-hmm. and would be sent to a hospital yes. or a clinic. And that is one of the treatment options that we sometimes make use of. But there's so much privatized and out there, outpatient services available, both for people with access to funds and for those without access to funds. So I can name a few. So the Depression and Anxiety Group, SADAG, has been doing beautiful work for so long. They're at sadag.org. We have the Love Life Organization, lovelife.org.za. You can just reach out to them and they've got counselors available the biggest chunk of the day. I think until 11 o'clock at night. The Akiso Crisis Helpline, they're available at akiso.coza. And then our country has 13,000 psychologists and even more counselors available in private practice and at the government clinics. Mm -hmm. And we encourage anybody who struggled to get a hold of a practitioner that they feel can assist them, reach out to us at getfrank.com and we will be more than happy to guide you towards someone that can help. There is a lot of value in your family and friends and we always support that but especially when it comes to suicide ideation which is such a tough topic and a lot of people are so awkward around it yeah. professional is usually the thing that gets you through that vernacular and just makes you realize that this is actually a topic that you can get very effective help for that is amazing thank you so much for taking time out of your day once again Edie to chat to us and if we want to stay in contact with you uh, do you do Instagram stuff are you mostly on LinkedIn do you have a website Uh, do you want to give it to us again we're terrible on social media at the moment. We do a proper redo, but our website is live and we're great on WhatsApp. So reach out to okay. us on WhatsApp. I'll share those details with awesome. you as well. And they are at getfrank.com. But uh, we're working on the rest. But I think we spend so much time in person with other people. Helping that people. Social media is really not great. <laughs> Honestly, social media is the least of your concerns when it comes to actually real life help that you are giving to people on a day-to-day basis. Edie, once again, thank you so much for joining us what an amazing person right uh, more messages coming through on the whatsapp line being very honest and very vulnerable and i think it's appropriate on a day like today world mental health day to really focus on these topics that otherwise maybe we're a little bit shy to talk about hi um hi. so i'm just listening to your suicide chats and mm. stuff and um something i've i've got a lot of friends that have gone through depression and suicidal thoughts mm. and stuff but as well did my girlfriend and one thing I learned that helps a lot is giving something to look out for to yeah. have um, to look forward to to, to want yes um, yeah because uh, you, you put goals out they want to mm. go and do or something like that and then it takes away that thought of you just want to die so that's something that helps a lot with suicidal thoughts 
Thank, thank you so much for sharing. He's saying that like if you have goals, if you have something to look forward to, uh, you always have something to look forward to, then maybe it'll help. That's really, really sweet that we're all trying to help each other. And especially things that you've discovered. Maybe if it works for you, it works for someone else too. Hi, Steffi B. This Hi. is Megan from Cape Town. Hi, Megan. Um, I feel like we aren't educated enough about mental health. In our country, I feel like a lot of people feel like they're alone. Yep. In 2015, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and my a lot of my family members were quite a lot in denial, and I was wow. too. Um, so wow. I wouldn't take my medication, and I would go off my meds a lot, and it almost ruined my life. I almost died on the 14th of July because sure. I couldn't take it anymore. But I just want to say to anyone out there who's feeling alone, you're not alone. Get help and yeah, remember that you are not alone, you matter. Have an awesome day. And Megan, my love, I am so glad that you are still here. Let's continue to have these conversations, even there if they're like just a little bit hard. Catch up on some of the best moments from five mid mornings by going to 5FM's catch up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.city.